We appreciate being here this morning, and uh, we appreciate the great crowd we have. And, uh, Terry mentioned last week, seems like every week we see a few new faces that we ain't seen in a while, and it's, it's a blessing to see our people being able to come back in the Lord's house. But we appreciate our children, and uh, we were thinking about the first song we sung, uh, This Little Light of Mine. Uh, that's, you know, we've heard that song, most of us, our whole lives, and uh, it's a uh, but it's still a great lesson for us all. That's our job as a Christian and as a church. We need to let our light shine. And this this world, uh, it can be a cold, dark place, but uh, we need to try to let uh, what Jesus done for us show on the outside. And we, you know, we struggle and fail with that sometimes, but uh, that's our job. And uh, we appreciate being here, and we just pray that the Lord will pass by in a mighty way this morning. And uh, I'm asking Brother Sean to dismiss us to Sunday school.
It's a blessing to be in God's house this morning. And uh, we're glad to see Don and Lois back with us. It's been a while, and, and I'm sure they're glad to be here too. I know how that is. God's been good to us. And uh, our, our lesson this morning starts in the fifth chapter of the book of Joshua. And uh, if you want to, if you want to study somebody that their life be a help to you, you can study Joshua. Uh, he was a great man. He, and Joshua, everybody knows probably, but Joshua took over leading the children of Israel after Moses died. God put him in. You can read. And I don't. I read it a while back, but I don't remember exactly where. Probably in Deuteronomy, but uh, uh, they they prayed for God to send them the the leader that they needed. You know, and and of course God put Joshua in the in the job, and uh, and he brought them down. to Jordan and and they'd walk they'd traveled around in the wilderness for forty years because of sin. And finally Joshua brought them down to Jordan and uh, in the third chapter, I believe, third chapter of the book of Joshua, maybe about the fifth verse. He, he told the people, he said, sanctify yourselves. And I may not quote this word for word, but he said, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow you're going, uh, God's going to work wonders among you. And uh, sanctify means to clean up. In other words, get, get the sin out of your life. If there's any, if you got any, get rid of it. And uh so, so that God can work the, his wonders. The Bible said, and I quote this scripture about every, every week, uh, be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you. You've got to be ready. It ain't, it, it ain't ever time that I tell my experience that I tell it right. And I, every one of you know what I'm talking about. And... Uh, if you're if you're ready, and you're you're close to the Lord where you ought to be, you're on praying ground, then we ought to be able to tell our experience and 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 help somebody with it. And uh, so he said, sanctify yourselves. And uh, David asked a question, said, "Who can ascend the hill of God?" Then he answered that same question. He said, "He that hath clean hands and a pure heart." So we we got to be clean up. When we come to the house of God, we ought to be walking the very best that we can in order to get a hold of something to worship God with. It uh, God's blessings don't come automatic just because we come to church. I've come to church hundreds of times probably and never got a a blessing at all. My fault. Absolutely my fault. And uh, because I've been, I've been 
working at work. I remember one time I was working down at Crown, and I was welding, had my helmet down, and and I was I was humming a song that they sang in the choir. Uh, I can't remember which one it is right now, but I was I was humming that song, and God's spirit moved, and I they was tears running down my face. I probably kept my helmet down a little while so them guys wouldn't wouldn't see it. But uh, God, God, if your heart's right, the point I'm trying to make: if your heart's right, you can get a blessing just you and the Lord. If your heart ain't right, you could be in the greatest church in the world, and that's where we're at this morning, as far as I'm concerned. But you can be in the greatest church in the world and not feel a bit of God's spirit if your heart ain't right. So, so we got to sanctify ourselves and let the, let the Lord work wonders among us. And he's got them. And uh, in the fifth chapter of Joshua, the, uh, well, let me, let me read a verse back in Exodus. In the 23rd chapter of the book of Exodus, the 20th verse said, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. And uh, Terry preached on this the other day. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about, about them that fear him and delivereth them. And that's the angel. That's, that's not plural. That's, just, that's singular. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him. And uh, people that fear the fear of the Lord and walk for him, God's angels walking with them all the time. And uh, now, let me, let me read this first verse. And it came to pass when Joshua was, was by Jericho, this was after they crossed the Jordan, that he lifted up his eyes and looked and be. Behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And uh, it didn't seem like Joshua was afraid of the guy just because he had a sword in his hand because he went to him and uh, uh, asked him, Said, are you for us or, or against us, more or less? And uh, now listen, listen to what the fellow said. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And uh, he said, As captain of the host of the Lord am I come. And uh, and you know, if you notice, just something to think about. I I can't say positively any way on it, but you read over in the the nineteenth and twentieth chapters of Revelation, and uh, when when the angel was talking to John, and and the Bible said, I got it wrote down here, but I I just kind of paraphrase it. The Bible said. 
that John fell on his face to worship before the angel. And he said, See thou do it not, for I am of thy brethren the prophets. And I, so on. I, and, but anyway, he told him, Don't worship me, worship God. When Joshua fell before this person, he didn't say that. He didn't stop him. And, uh, and far as I'm concerned, this is just my thoughts on the thing, the captain of the host of the Lord is Jesus. Now, that's just something to think about. And, and he's the one, you remember when Adam and Eve got put out of the garden and the cherubim were put at the entryway to the garden with the flaming sword to keep the way of the tree alive? That you gotta you gotta go through Jesus and through the gospel, that, that flaming sword's the gospel, you gotta go through that to get to Jesus. And uh, so he said, I'm I, I come as the captain. I didn't come on nobody's side, I come as the captain of the host of the Lord. And the only time the only time that that God's going to work against us, and 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 He don't He don't do that because He hates us. The only time He's going to do anything negative to me is if I'm if I'm not living right. He He's going to get the switch out. I know. I, I remember when I was a kid. Uh, I get I, I get away with things with my mom some, and and even if she gave me a whooping, it wasn't wasn't bad. But if if and my dad didn't give me very many, but you didn't want many either. And uh, uh, if if he said something, you you be real careful to not let him know if you broke that rule. And uh, and it's the same thing here. We we God's give us as a church, and this is this ain't on the lesson this morning. But God God's give us as a church a responsibility to keep the church as clean as we can. And I'm not talking about sweeping the floors, although that's we got that too. But He's give us the responsibility keep sin out of the church as much as we possibly can if we know about it. But there's, I, I'm, I, I just about guarantee you there's a whole lot of stuff that we don't ever hear about. So we, if we don't know it, we can't do nothing about it. But if I don't know it, if the church don't know it, God does. And if we can't take care of it, God will eventually. He won't let things drag on and on and on without taking action of some sort. And only God. And God does that in love. And, and I'll say this. If the church has to take action against somebody, it better be in love. If it's not in love, we've done it wrong. And we're in the wrong. So it, it has to be in love. So... And, and God does, if God whoops us, it's in love. And I'll tell you what, I've, uh, 
I've whipped my kids before. Been a long, long time ago. They're too big now, but uh, I whooped my kids before and then went off and cried myself. And uh, I didn't, I never did want to whoop them. I'm going to attest to that. I never did want to whoop them. But if I had to, I did. And uh, as far as I know, they're all, all three of them turned out okay, but I guess that's a matter of, of opinion. But uh, I'm prejudiced. But uh, what saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. And when we, when we come to God's house and when, when God puts in an appearance, now this, this place has been dedicated. I remember when we dedicated it, after we got it finished, we dedicated this building to God. We gave it to him. It's his. It's a holy place. But what makes it holy is when God puts in an appearance here. Now, you can't build a building that will contain God. That says so back in the Bible where they're talking about building the temple and so on. You can't build a building that contains God. But he built a building that contains him. He said, we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when, when we got saved, Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, all three moved in here and took up their abode, and they live in here. So when if you think you sneak around on God, think again. He's right with you. And I know that from experience. Have you ever been doing something you you shouldn't do, and God come knocking on the door, tell you you're wrong, you belong to me? I've been there and done that. Some and now them wasn't them wasn't real great times right at that time, but looking back on them now, them some of the greatest blessings in my life. Because God was telling me, when, even when I was absolutely wrong, that I was his. And it wasn't a blessing right then. But it is now. Anyway. Anybody got anything on that? I, don't, I know I, there's probably way more on it than I'd know about. So we get we need to, and that's where I started at. Uh, sanctify yourself. Be ready when it's when it's time to go to church. Be ready to come with clean hands, and then we can ascend the hill of God. Or or maybe even, I've been coming to church before and get a blessing just thinking about it coming to church, and uh, 
when when it's like that, uh, you're coming with your heart where it ought to be. And I don't do that all the time. I'm not I'm not bragging on me. I don't do that all the time. But I, that has happened a few times in my life. But if we're ready when we get to church, I guarantee I'll. The Bible guarantees. He said, where two or three come together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So if we come in the name of the Lord, and I'm laying aside all selfish stuff as far as I'm concerned, and uh, come in the name of the Lord and come just for that purpose, to worship God, I guarantee you, the, he said, try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you not be able to contain. And I've seen that happen over and over and over in my life where people come together with their hearts right and God will pour his spirit out abundantly. And uh, so they were coming, they were coming up to Jericho and God, God had told them, uh, told Joshua, Said so now, you go up there and, and you can pass the city one time for for six days, one time each day, and then on the seventh day you can pass that city seven times, and on the seventh time you blow you blow the trumpets and and the people shout, and the wall will come down. And uh, can you imagine, now I, I thought about this, can you imagine somebody, some commander of an army telling people that and saying, this, this is our plan, this, this is how we're going to take the city. And uh, it, probably every one of them, or a whole lot of them people, that, that sounds like a fairy tale to me. And uh, how many times? How many times has God told you to, told you to do something, or me, testify, or, or or do something for Him? And we, I, I can't do that. Somebody else do it better than I can. And we don't take what God tells us, and we miss out on a blessing. And uh, or else we'll try to add to it or take away from it, and and. and that don't work either. We got to do what God gives us if if He's given us something to do. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. They heard that the Israelites were coming. They closed the gates. Uh, and I I was reading in the commentary in the in the quarterly, and they. I don't know how they got their information or how they, but they they were thinking maybe that the city of Jericho, where where the walls fell, was only about the circumference of the city was only about two thousand square feet or two thousand feet. That wouldn't be very big, be a pretty small place. But uh, and I don't know how many people there were there, but they went around it and and they. They were supposing that when they went around it, they was out far enough away from the walls 
so arrows wouldn't reach them. And uh, so they they went around. One day, well, this be about like uh, the guy that dipped in Jordan after Eli Elisha told him to, and he dipped seven, told him to dip seven times. And I've heard it preached over and over that he went down six times and come back up still had the leprosy. But when he went down the seventh time, come back up, his leprosy was gone. God done the job when he done his complete job. And God doesn't work outside of his church. Now, God can do anything he wants to. I don't, I, everybody understands that. But it, it's God's plan to work through his people and through his church. And he'll, he'll give every one of us, he's give every one of us a place in the kingdom. And uh, so he said, I got, it, I got it copied down here somewhere, but he got uh, prophets and ministers and teachers and, and different people that give and, and all kinds of different things listed in there. And so he's put us all in our place. And, and I've said this a lot of times before. There's, God's got no unimportant jobs in his kingdom work. Don't matter how little I think my job is, it's, it's important. Or God wouldn't, have, God wouldn't have put it in the church if it wasn't important. If God, gives, if God gives you a testimony, it's important that you give that testimony. There's somebody, there's somebody in church that needs that. And maybe it's you. I think sometimes God, uh, God just put me in this job here to help me. It's more, it's more help to me than it is anybody. But, uh, and, and I think sometimes God will give us a testimony or a song to sing or something, maybe just to help us. But sometimes, sometimes I think there's somebody sitting in the service that's sitting in the, in, in the valley of decision, as the Bible said, and, and they just need a little bit of a push to get them to move. And maybe my testimony that I didn't give when God told me to would have been the push they needed. Where's them people at? If, if we don't do our job, then the, the church's mission don't get accomplished as fully as it ought to. So we got, regardless of how little we think it is, if God gives it to us, it's important. But Jericho was straightly shut up. And, and, well, uh, and the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Now, they shut the city up and they hadn't even marched around it yet. And God told Joshua, 
I've, I've already given it to you. Well, the Bible said Jesus stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God said, look, I already gave him to you. He, as far as God was concerned, in the mind of God, the sacrifice was already made at Calvary before the foundation of the world. Adam, Adam got saved, I believe, by the blood of Jesus. Now, he didn't have the book that we've got, but he had God talk to him face to face. Of course, he talked to every one of us face to face. We couldn't see him, but he could see us. And, and uh, I remember, I remember just like yesterday, and it's been, that's been 65 years ago, I guess, or longer, when God told me I was lost. And I knew exactly who was talking to me. And I had, he hadn't never talked to me before. I believed there was a God. I'm like everybody else. I'd been brought up in church. I, 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 believed, there, I believed what they said in here. Except I, I did say a while back that I, me and some friends of mine was out one time and was joking about going to hell. It was just a joke then because God hadn't told me I was going there. But that Sunday morning, God told me I was going to hell. I was lost. I needed Jesus. And it was real that day. And it, I'll say this, it's been real ever since. Now, I got rid of, I got rid of that guilt and uh, that going to hell part, God took all that away. But that spirit that, ta that told me all of that stuff when the preacher was preaching, he's been down in here telling me all the good stuff ever since then. Now, if I'm, if I'm like I said a while ago, if I'm wrong, he lets me know that too. But uh, anybody got anything? So I've already given it to you. And the, the works, the, I believe there's a scripture, and I don't know where it's at, but it says something on the order that the works were finished from the foundation of the world. And uh, so, so I've, I've given you the city, and ye shall come past the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And it's important. I've I, I beat this to death, I guess, today. But it's important that we do what the jobs that God gives us to do. If, if it's my job to just sit in a seat and pray for the preacher, then I need to do that job the best I can. But I'll tell you, it, it, go, it all goes right back to what I, I quoted that scripture, be ready always to give an answer to any man, a reason of the hope that's in you. Every day, we need to, when we get up out of bed in the morning, 
We need to be ready to work for the Lord. We don't know when God's going to put us in contact with somebody that needs help. And if if I get up in a bad mood and a grump and a grouch, and I don't do that too often, but if I, if I do and my heart ain't right, I can't do my job for God either. So we need to be ready every, every day. It's not just Sunday. I, I find myself a lot of times, if I'm not real careful, I'll go all week and maybe, well, I have to, I have to look at the Sunday school lesson sometimes, but sometimes I look at that Sunday school lesson and don't, don't really look at it. And, uh, and sometimes I go through the motions of praying and don't really pray. And then on Sunday morning, I'm crying to God, Lord, I need some help. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> and uh, that's my fault. So all week, all week counts. And uh, if, if I'm not a Christian, and I, I'm not saying we don't live right, I, I believe everybody here lives the best they can. But if the Bible said to them that knoweth to do good and do it not, to them it's sin. So if if God, did you ever, you ever be sitting around sometimes and God say you need to pray? I'm bad. I am bad. Say, I'll, I'll go do that in a minute. As soon as I get done with whatever I'm doing or whatever. I'll go do that. And if I do that, I might as well stay in my seat where I was at because I ain't going to pray. God want, When God wants something done, He wants it done when He wants it done. And uh, if you wait longer than God wants you to, He ain't going to give you no spirit to do it with. And you can't pray without the spirit. I... Just saying the words, and I think everybody here understands this, just saying the words ain't, ain't praying. The Bible said we know not how to pray except the Spirit guide us. We don't even know what to ask for. So, and seven priests shall, shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns, and the seventh day ye shall come past the city seven times, and the priest shall blow with the trumpet. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And when you when you hear the sound, while you, everybody will make a shout, and uh, that's that's making a shout going 
going into your work, going into your battle or whatever. But if you remember in, a, uh, in Ezra, when they was rebuilding the house of God, the, peop- the Bible said the people shouted with a great shout because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. God's work was getting done. Same way here, God's work was getting done. And these people, these people in Jericho didn't get destroyed because God hated them. The Bible said God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's every single human being that God ever created. Jesus died to give, give an opportunity to be saved. But if, if, you read, if you read enough through the Old Testament, you will find that about all, all these people that got destroyed, it was because of sin. They all worshipped idols. And they, I'll guarantee you, they everyone had their opportunity. How? Now, don't, don't ask me how. I, I couldn't explain that. But I, the kids used to ask me that in young people's class, how the, how the American Indians got their chance. I, I don't know, but they did. That, because they, they all talked about the Great Spirit. And I believe they was talking about the same one I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, the Bible said, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That's every single one. Everybody that's ever been born or ever will be born will have their opportunity to go to heaven. And the only way you don't go is to reject that. Turn it away. And there'll be some real good people in hell. Being good don't get you there. And I, I believe people ought to be the best they can. But that don't get you to heaven. By the same token, being plumb evil don't get you to hell. It's just not getting saved. So the seventh, the seventh time they went around and the walls fell. And, but God, we read the verse up here at the start of this, God had already given them the city. The Bible said, thanks, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And, and another one, something on the order that giveth us the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. We've already got the victory. And we're still, we're still fighting some battles along, but we've got the victory. These people were going into battle and God gave them the victory according to that first verse before they ever started the battle. He gave us the victory when we got saved in Jesus. And, uh, and, he, and he put down in us the Bible in, in the book of Peter, he said he... he he hath given us all things that pertain unto life. He's given us every, every single thing that we need to get through this life and work for Him. Do, do what He needs us to do. 
Uh, I, I refer back a lot to, to the, when God called Jeremiah to be a prophet. And he'd done the same thing that Moses did and, and some of the others. I, I'm, he, Jeremiah said, I'm just a child. I can't do, I can't speak. I can't do that. I'm just a child. He said, say not you're a child for you will go where I send you and you will speak the words that I give you. And he said, then he touched my mouth and said, I put my word in your mouth. And so God, if God's got you picked out for a job, he'll, he'll supply every, every need you have to do that job. Now, let's, let's just use preachers for an example. We do that quite often, but they stand out. Uh, God, God's given them everything they need. If he's called them to preach, he's, give them, he's supplied them with everything they need. That don't mean when they first get called, they're going to start out like a house of fire and, and preach for an hour and a half and, and so on and so forth. Don't happen like that. Not ordinarily, anyway. But God's give us, he give us this right here. And he told us to study, to show ourselves approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And God, God, if God's called you to preach, he's give you the word, and you get in the word and read and study, and, and, uh, and God will give you what you need to preach. And if God don't give it to you, don't preach it. That was in our lesson last week, I believe. Said the, the prophet that prophesies and it don't happen, he's not a prophet. So we need we need to follow God. And uh, there's one place in the Bible talked about Satan transforming himself into an angel of light and deceiving the very elect. If possible. Now, Satan can't deceive God's people unless we let him. We can. Did you ever? I'm running out of time, but anyway, they done they done the, what God told them, and they and they they destroyed the city, but. In
It's not money. 